right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up podcast. A uh, busy week in golf. Uh, Andrew Landry cruises to a win. <laughs> Didn't even break a sweat coming down the stretch at the American Express Championship. Solly here to my left here on a Sunday night in the Kill House, Mr. DJ Pye. Hey, Solly. How welcome are you? Welcome in. Uh, and first time on a recap this year across the table, the big guy, Big Randy, just has a passion for mostly for American Express and for desert golf, and he's here. Gentlemen. Welcome. How are you this, this evening? Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, he's gonna—he's actually gonna be. Our, are you—are you the official LPGA czar now? I think on our side, I might be the correspondent. Okay, yeah, fearless correspondent. Exactly. Um, that one's—that one's going until Monday. We we do not have a result in for that one. Uh, not a lot to take away from the American Express Championship, but Andrew Landry threw us a bone there coming down the stretch. Uh, birdied 10, 11, and twelve was up by six. I think some taunting messages were sent. Uh, I hate that Tron has made us made me root against Scotty Scheffler. I don't enjoy it at all, but the FedEx Cup makes you do weird things. Uh, taunting text went out, and it got real tight down the stretch here coming home. Extremely. Uh, Honest Abe, fearless 63. Guy has never told a lie. I'm sure you guys knew that already. Um, yeah, it got exciting. I, I think, I mean, there's no way to say this without making it sound like a shot at Andrew Landry, which it's definitely not. As I was kind of saying earlier, like I don't have any reason to root for or against him. I couldn't be more indifferent towards Andrew Landry. Um, but it's just the absolute best uh, to watch someone blow slowly like a six-shot lead. Like to just watch it slowly, slowly, slowly unravel. I know that sounds mean-spirited, but like when you have an event like that, well, correct like, me if I'm wrong. I we don't want to watch him cruise to a six-shot win. We haven't seen that in a while. No, right? I, like a, I, I think back to uh, you know the Garrigus moment in Memphis was one of my one of my absolute you know just highlights. I believe Spencer Levine had a similar similar situation. It's just you know it's Spieth at Augusta. Spieth at Augusta. That one was a little less fun, but uh, yeah, it's just the best. Well, coming down the and, stretch, and kudos to him. I should bring that all the way back around with like the birdie on 17 right birdie on 18 like i mean it was he slammed the door when he needed to but it was it was fun to watch him kick it away for a while which like come after that stretch of playing at three over par um for three straight holes and then parring 16 which was basically like a bogey he was directly in front of the green about as easy of an up and down as you can expect for a pro and he didn't get up down it was like it looked like he was actually toast and i was like whoa now he's got to hit an island green and got to cover all that water on 18 and i went over and checked the stats Nine water balls all week Nine on 17. Times. Nine on an island green. Six water balls off the tee on the 18th hole. Which is, you know, I know it, this is all based on wind, but I was kind of looking up some numbers. It's crazy uh, how much more gravitas or how much more uh, just kind of like lore the 17th at Sawgrass has. It's 30 yards shorter and it's like 150 square feet bigger. And this one at Palm Springs, like when you're coming, I remember Adam Long talking about that on, you know, when he won last year, we did that podcast with him right afterwards. And he's like, yeah, nobody really like realizes how hard that golf hole can be when you're like coming down with the lead. Like it's insanely difficult. Yeah. But the stats don't really read No, that. I know. I know. <laughs> it's, it's nuts that, uh, you know, more people don't hit it in the water there. 
Yeah, scoring average was barely over over three. There was four bogeys there total in round four, and a total of ten bogeys there for the entire week. There were sixteen doubles. Randy one one sixty five Island Green. Uh, what what club are you hitting there? Uh, my one sixty five club probably just like a like a really elegant six iron. Elegant six iron. Uh, yeah, yeah. Something I would, coming in right to left. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Just like dapper. Sure. <laughs> What did you think of uh, Ricky coming down the 18th hole talking about his sponsors instead of being in contention? Not, you know, not surprising. Cool. Do, it, cool do it. we want to talk about Ricky? Sure. Do you? Well, I just, I would like to talk about it insofar as, you know, I received a barrage of tweets after, you know, the first, but more so after the second round when he's, I think he was tied for the lead or, or even winning. And it's just people that get out over their skis, and you know, it's like, are you are you worried, Randy? This is the year. <laughs> He's gonna shut up all the haters. Um, I think it might be a bit. I think the, I think the people might be in on the bit, but it could be some, a reverse some, bit. Some some get some get kind of fiery though. Some are like some get angry. I think some are triggered. <clears throat> yeah, There's some definite triggering going on. And so. Uh, yeah, it was a little satisfying this weekend. I just, you know, <laughs> I wanted to point You're an out. Asshole. Well, he shot in the seventies, third and third and fourth round, which you got to go down to like tied for thirty seventh. Matt McNeely to see somebody else who, you know, that far down the leaderboard that shot in the seventies both both weekend rounds. So anyway, new swing though. I guess you know maybe it's the game changer. It, maybe it was 30, a short seventeen cut, a shortcut for him to be greenside there to congratulate uh, Andrew Landry on the win there. Yeah, that was kind of the issue today. Like. You know, he's going through a swing change. Going like, it wasn't really the swing today. He couldn't make any putts. Couldn't make any putts. It was it was it was the best putter in the world. (laughs) (laughs) The best putter in the world stuff is really caught fire quickly, except when it matters. Well, (laughs) who is saying who is saying the best putter? They kept saying it on the broadcast at the president's. Yo, one of the best putters. Oh my god, he's he's the like he is so comfortable here. He is one of the best putters in the world. Well, like technically, yeah. I mean, he's good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it depends how big your your database is, I guess. (laughs) I think it's Your safe to say set. that Ricky Fowler is one of the best putters in the world. Except when it matters. I think that's my associate's big point. I don't know if you have the numbers to back that up. Guys, I don't wanna I didn't <laughs> want to take this down the Ricky path. All right. I know we've been here before. Let's uh let's concentrate on what really matters. Well, I went to Andrew Landry's world golf ranking page. I expect him to be like sixtieth in the world. And I feel like he's been you know, he's been pretty present on tour. He's like two hundred and fortieth in the world coming into this. Yeah, that's shocking. Real shaky start to the year. But like he's, it's. It, I went to look. He finished like ninety eighth or ninety sixth or something in the FedEx last year. So it didn't quite work. But the point of that being how valuable the two year exemptions are for winning tournaments. He finished runner up uh, to John Rahm in this event uh, two years ago, and uh, like. Yeah, but having the exemption, he did, he would have still earned his card through FedEx last year, but not by a ton. And you know that now he's good for two more years after that. It's just it, it's so I know they outline it every time they spell out all the things that are key as you come down the stretch, but man, it is just enormous to get two more years out there. So how do you, well, do you think it should be changged? No, not at all. No, no. I, I'm just, just commenting. Just pointing it out. Just like there's a like yeah, pointing it not out. Not saying. You're watching, you're just saying. I'm no, I'm not. I'm literally not saying. I'm not I'm saying, saying. No, no, I'm not just saying. <laughs> not so at all. Is it presented without comment? Not at all. <laughs> Absolutely not at all. <laughs> I Absolutely. love presented without comment. Twitter. No, I'm not presenting that with any. I'm presenting with a comment that I Baseball love. Baseball Twitter had a yeah. lot of presented without comment. There's my comment. Week. Yeah, my comment that it's fine. Don't change it. <laughs> I can't rules. pull over anymore. <laughs> I can't. Find a new slant. Um, Honest Abe, this was only his second ever top three finish on tour. That was very surprising. That's surprising. To me. 
Um, guys made some. He made a lot of money last year. Obviously, he made the uh, Presidents Cup team. Played really well there. Uh, he will become a PGA Tour winner. I would have to think very, very soon. I know, uh, kind of a broken record, but you know, we said the same thing about Cam Smith last week, where you know you see another boon to these uh, big team events. Like you see guys do big stuff, and you just become more drawn to them and and more uh, you know wanting to root for them. And like I said, this is. Probably the first time in a stroke play event, I was really like riding for Abe Answer down the stretch. That was a fun feeling. Yeah. I, I like having some more context on him. It might have just been like we were rooting for anyone to kind of make it. It could have been that. That helped that, that it was Abe Answer. He is fun. I do really enjoy watching him play golf. And Scotty Scheffler too. Yes, was awesome. He, he is. I know you did a lot of uh, opposition research on Tron's team just in case he 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 was to win. I mean the the amount of like it's just to give you guys an idea of how it works. Like Thursday afternoon. Imagine, you know, like Deion Sanders in the Falcon days, like running a punt back and like starting dancing on the 40 yard line. That's Tron on like a Thursday afternoon round for Scotty Scheffler. And uh, I mean, he's like celebrating pulling within like two million of me of the lead here with uh, with the and it's not even Hovland SCN. So it's it's a tough look. Scotty Scheffler. He's probably going to win this year sometime. Uh, yeah, he's going to. That's. I think like the John Deere is his to, to lose. I, maybe even sooner. I, yeah. He's his season thus far is uh, sterling. This is his second uh, third place finish. He's got four top tens. Um, no, excuse me, four top five. No, four top tens. So what did, what a day that will be. I would like to say, you know what I like about Scotty Scheffler? He's a big guy. He's tall. For sure. Yeah, and, and honestly, it's kind of fun for me to see. I don't have, like, this is gonna sound really stupid. I don't have anyone on tour that looks like me. I don't have anybody to look up to in that respect. <laughs> and like he's literally, I looked him up. He's only six three, but still, it's it's nice he's a to big see. Six three. He's yeah, kind of a unit. He's a little imposing. Yeah. Um, Here's what I don't like you about Scotty. Chris, Chris Wood playing more American events. Like I, ever since Kurt Triplett graduated, I don't, there's <laughs> no way I can no way I can pattern my game off of. What I don't like about Scotty Scheffler is watching his right foot because it gives me anxiety. How it it actually comes off off the ground. Like the, he ends up on his toe, not even on the cleat. Like on the toe of his shoe at the end of his swing, and it like slides out from under him. I don't know how he. It's maybe it's after impact, and it doesn't matter, but it gives me anxiety. I was talking to Tron about this today. I don't know what it is about him. Like he is a premier golfer, right? But he strikes me very much as like an everyman, and I can't put my finger on why it is. Tron uh, surmised maybe it's the baggy clothes, the fact that he like never seems to have shaved, which I I think is cool. He has very like. Uh, he kind of looks like the best player in your high school conference. Like when you'd go to like the high school conference golf meet, and you'd be like, God, that's like, that's the guy. But he also plays two other sports. Yeah. And yeah, you're exactly. kind of just like, whoa. Yes, yeah. Exactly. Like he, like, he, I mean, he's going to be starting on the power forward this year on the basketball team. And they're returning like three guys, right? <laughs> and then he's, he's, I heard he was throwing 87 miles an hour now when he's, he's a pitcher too. And like, it just feels like he's the athlete. Yeah. He like, does. Where's the athlete that Brooks thinks he is? Andrew, Andrew, yeah. That's a good take. Whereas Andrew Landry we'll kind of strikes me as like, you know, junior co- like number two golfer on like the junior college who takes it way too seriously. And uh, <laughs> again, like no, you know, no shot at Andrew. Lee. I don't know anything about. He's Andrew smoking Andrew. Scotty. He smokes <laughs> heaters too. I mean, I think that's got to count for something. We're literally creating our own reality. <laughs> but what else are we supposed to do? I, I watched it for three hours today. I didn't learn anything about any of these guys. <laughs> Which you know what I actually did, forgot until uh, today. Andrew Landry came storming out at the 2016 oh, I U.S. Do Open. I remember that. Yeah, yeah I, I did. I was that. not connecting the. T- I remember him yeah. coming out, but I was like, oh yeah, that's the same guy. Because I remember literally being like, yeah, it was like him versus Dustin Johnson. Yeah, who the hell is this guy? Yeah, I think he got um, 
vaporized. Can we talk about, uh, well, I mean, I think you have an interesting nugget to note, too, that I'm surprised the broadcast didn't lead with, but <laughs> we're barely missing the cut on the pro-am side of yeah, the well, leaderboard. Yeah, well, it's hard to uh, overestimate, I guess, the importance uh, that the pro-am partner may have had on Andrew Landry, who you may have remembered the deadspin story that was floating around about uh, the their words Indonesian death squad leader uh, <laughs> who has played in this event for like 35 plus years. Uh, well, anyways, he was joined by his son, uh, mm. Yedidiah. I'm not going to try to pronounce her last name because it, it does a disservice to everybody involved. It starts with an S-O-E-R. G- give it an attempt. Come on. Give it an attempt. Sorge... Sorge I think. Here. Something like that. Why don't you idiots give it a try? I was going to say, like, now you can go watch the Netflix special and then go learn how to pronounce it. also a Netflix special called The Art of Killing. I believe, which is a pretty damning uh, thing to be the focus, you know, to, to have be kind of like your biography. But haven't watched it, to be fair. But anyways, Andrew Landry paired with his son, Yedidiah, this week. So uh, maybe, I don't know, playing with a little extra pressure. <laughs> a little extra pressure on him maybe this week. <laughs> I, I'm not really sure. Just a quick aside. These I, guys, these guys, oh, sorry to interrupt. These please. guys are uh, bad dudes. Bad dudes. <laughs> they, they ran, ran some bad, they ran bad some boys. Bad boys. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I mean... Do you have the highlights of... <laughs> of the Deadspin article? Well, well, no, I just I, I really don't want to like celebrate this because it probably is like a horrific story. But apparently, they were you know running death squads for a far right Indonesian government back in the sixties, like just killing communists in like a province of Indonesia. Yeah, so there's that, uh, and he's played in it for like thirty some years. Um, so, Which, in his defense, <laughs> please, not a sandbagger. His team finished <laughs> minus four. <laughs> Near the very, very bottom of the Pro-Am leaderboard. He uh, was paired with Bryce Garnett, who he, didn't enjoy the same success. He did finish strong, 75, 72, 65. So third round, 65. Not quite enough to make the minus 28 cut. Kind of a backdoor. He uh, missed it by 24 shots. Um, can you imagine you're Bryce Garnett and you like you get your pairing? So like, what do you do, man? Well, it's like <laughs> night before. Who's this guy? Let me Google him real quick. <laughs> oh, oh, he's got a Netflix documentary. Shit. Yeah, it's uh, it's well, it's a tough scene. I, I can't. What if you're ever looking for somebody to carry out some of the ideas from the commissioner for a day pod? Where <laughs> could be the guy? Could be the guy yeah, to just like make no people doubt. go away from the PGA tour. Uh, so yeah, I mean, like you said, Randy, like it's not really something to make light of. It's just like I don't really know what else you. I don't really know what else you say about something like this, other than just like kind of. This is the thing that happened. like literally laugh at the absurdity that that this it, is going on. The one thing I don't know if like anybody like tournament wise is ever like on their like has been asked about it. I don't know, and that's, that's why I was gonna like. like uh, th- of course, nobody's gonna ask Andrew Landry about this. No, no, but no. like maybe they should. Like, hey, well, who was your partner? It was the Indus, the Death Squad leader's son. Like, what? Literally, what was that like? I would read the shit out of that story. I don't really care about like. You know, hey, what'd you hit into six? Looked like you had a tough time there on 13. Mm-hmm. Like, you really overcame some adversity there. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of want to hear about the Death Squad guy. But I, the only redeeming thing I, I get, not redeeming is not the right word, but like with the, the Clinton Foundation association to this event a while ago, like I would have to think this guy would have been looked into uh, if, you know, literally Bill Clinton's going to be at the event and like a presenting person because it used to be, you know, in partnership with the Clinton Foundation. So I'm guessing somebody must have looked into this guy at some point and deemed him not a threat. So from a security perspective, at least, but from like an optics perspective, I guess, I don't know. The the flip side of that is like, if I was a tournament director, like I don't really want to be the guy that's like, 
you're gone. <laughs> Go tell them, hey, man, yeah, people don't really want you playing anymore. Uh, like, I'm cool with it, but, like, <laughs> I don't know, Big Randy's, like, really triggered about it, so we got to Yeah, gotta this really is coming from on high, back. man. My <laughs> hands are tied here. <laughs> Can't fight City Hall. <laughs> um, all right, I want to talk some about the status of this event, what we think of it in general, but first I think uh, we, we should take a quick break here. Um, for once, I've, I've been tasked to not do the uh, do the Callaway mention here. I think Mr. Pie is going to take it home for us. Yeah, thank you, Solly. It brings me immense pleasure to be able to read this this ad read. This uh, comes straight from on high. Talk about coming from on high, Randy. Uh, this was handed down on the golden tablets from uh, our executive friends, friends in high places at Callaway Golf. I have no idea what's happening. I will right read now. it verbatim. Okay. <clears throat> Quote. Callaway Golf would like to congratulate Florida area golfer Chris Solly Solomon for his wire-to-wire victory in the FSGA Winter Series Mid-Am event this week. Solomon leaned on his new Odyssey Stroke Lab 10 putter for nine birdies over two days. More on that later. And used his artificial intelligence-infused Callaway driver to hit every fairway during the final round. Is that true? No. (laughs) Oh, I did hit every fairway with driver. Okay. I missed two with irons. Yeah, you you drove drove I really did drive it. Back to the the quote. Said Solomon, quote, you'll have to pry that thing from my hands, (laughs) from my cold, dead hands, end quote. Uh, his final round playing partner added, quote, I must admit that that ferocious club twirl on 18 was impressive, but when he got to his Truvis golf ball, I had to remind him to go back and grab his golf bag because he'd left it on the tee. Uh, also possibly stretching the truth there. We were in carts. There was no... <laughs> That's true. Is it really a win if you took a cart? No. Despite a final score that wouldn't have won the senior or super senior flights, <laughs> the 150 winner series points earned by Solomon vaulted him up the all-important full season rankings landing him in a solid fifth position. Also in Solomon's bag were the number one irons in golf, clearly put to poor use as Solomon went eight over on the par threes and fours, <laughs> countered by an eight under on the par fives. There was indeed no laying up. Oh, wow. That's well done. Uh, that well end done. quote. That's from our friends uh, at Callaway Golf. God, I just, just wanted to congratulate you on your God, that massive, so cool. massive victory. And they touched on something pretty troubling there at the end, which was playing eight par fives in eight under uh, and he- finishing... What one over for the event? I finished even for the event. Even for the event. Complete bomb and gouge. Complete bomb and gouge. Listen, the (laughs) conditions were tough. Uh, um, The greens were, let's just say, not running at the full gamut that they could. Super seniors and seniors seem to have no issue making putts. Well, they played at easier hole locations or something. (laughs) That could have been it. Um, No, I couldn't make any putts. Uh, It was, I did, I made two putts. It wasn't the putter's fault. Shout out the stroke (laughs) lab. (laughs) <laughs> it did help like that no one else was making putts like I, I was like I was could have got upset about it but I didn't I you know had a lot of 10 15 footers for birdie couldn't couldn't hit any of them made one putt outside of 10 feet for the week uh, but hit it really well and uh, eked out a win and we will oh, talk we'll it, talk about more of that later I, I don't okay. want to I don't want to supersede too much of this golf tournament sure but I do want to talk about herbal active too before we continue okay um Herbal Active, you've heard us talk about them for several weeks now. U-R-B-A-L-A-C-T-I-V. Uh, they are the CBD, the only CBD used in this household. The official CBD. Uh, I will no say I've started using it before rounds of golf. And really? as much as I would love to credit, I, I do credit a lot of the Callaway <laughs> equipment that's provided, it helped me handle the stressful situations. Herbal Active would like to play. congratulate Chris Solly Sullivan. <laughs> You could probably rub that balm on your wedges, or for sure, I don't that know, seems grease illegal. them up a little bit. <laughs> you could do it on the if you do it on the driver face, it spins less and it goes yeah, straight. That's there what I was thinking. 
Uh, we should do a video on that. That could be some good product placement. No, I put a couple drops on my tongue, and I feel like I handled the stressful situations, the tough lies, the rub of the green very well. Stable as a table. Um, you can use promo code NLU20 at herbalactive.com for 20% off all your CBD needs. Um, but yeah, I've started to mix it up a little bit more. I used to just go, you just use it at night, and now I'm actually easing into it, using it in the morning and stuff. I know you have you like the drops in the coffee. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a twice a day guy. Drops in the coffee, drops... Uh, I've been doing them like a little earlier in the evening to kind of ease into ease into bedtime. I was doing them right before bed, and I was just like sleeping too hard. <laughs> uh, so that yeah, I've been I've been easing it back. I think I found really a regimen that's that's really worked well for me. All right, U R B A L A C T I V for twenty uh, percent off. N O U twenty is the promo code. Now back to the regularly scheduled programming. This was a tough event to watch after Sony and Kapalua. I'm not going to lie. No elements, like le- legitimately no elements <laughs> to deal with. It's truly the stadium course <laughs> in the, the dome course. It is. Abe Answers shot at 18. He won, uh, his caddy's like, 112, 120, no wind. <laughs> like to hear that spelled out loud was just like, okay, that's why there's only six balls hitting the water all week on, on the 18th hole. But it's, I don't know, I'd like to see him. Like it, this is the weakest event of the West Coast Swing, fair to say, right? Mm-hmm. It is just, I think it's just an outdated format. I mean, the pro am kind of format, the three tournaments or three courses. You know, you lose shot tracker, which is important for people that are really trying to follow the event very closely. And it comes, you know, there's just there's no real challenge in front of them. Come eighteen, it's just a birdie fest, and it's it, it's a struggle for viewers. It goes up against the AFC and NFC championship. Like, what would the argument be? To watch this over football today, so <laughs> you got to do a podcast. <laughs> uh, let me let me back into an answer to your question. But I was catching up on some highlights from the uh, the Singapore Open today, and shout out to the Asian Tour. They did a great job of packaging the whole final round into like this eight minute YouTube video, which was awesome. Showed all the highs and lows, which well, I don't know if that's on the agenda to talk about later. But things got kind of nutty over there, and watching that, I was like, man. Maybe there should only be like eight golf tournaments that are actually televised live because you could take this whole like final round of the American Express and cram this thing down to like a thirty minute uh, a thirty minute like on demand video, and I would that would be much more conducive to my lifestyle than sitting and watching this thing for for four and a half hours. What would you do with the uh, let's? I'm trying to do some quick back of the napkin math here. The, yeah, the around seventeen million yeah, yeah. dollars that are paid per week of a new contract <laughs> to uh, broadcast golf. Right, those are all, uh, <laughs> you know, those are all things that can be sorted out in the boardroom. Yeah. I wouldn't claim to have the answers to those questions. Some but, suit in Pontevedra no, to figure that out. The point, obviously, tongue in cheek, being like, yeah, it's hard to differentiate these things, and I think that's, I don't know if it's a byproduct necessarily of like the FedEx Cup stuff, where like every event feels like, you know, has to have equal weight, and every event needs to be kind of treated the same, but. It's it's tough when they're so obviously not from an entertainment standpoint. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when when the interest level is so much less, and maybe it's I don't know. I mean, we haven't seen ratings. I can't imagine they're great, <laughs> but we'll hold off maybe until we do. But uh, it, you know what I mean? Like it, it's just it's a predicament that seems like it has to be solved. But then now with like the reports on the TV contract, like maybe it doesn't. Just keep and going. it's just kind of like the way of the world. Yeah. Randy, I was surprised that this was one of the weeks you uh, you volunteered to come do a weekly wrap up podcast. Well, you know what this this week always held um, certain regard for me because it's traditionally been Mickelson's uh, season debut. 
each year on uh, the PGA Tour, uh, as it was again once again. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So in my earlier years, and and still this year, that was always a reason to tune in. Obviously, he didn't play well this week. But how many times have we seen Phil, you know, not play well at this event and then just go on a tear in Saudi Arabia next <laughs> week? <laughs> I mean, for sure, oh. for sure. Which he did claim he's about to do. Which I would have, I would have probably used a different word for getting ready to go to Saudi Arabia than than tear. But he. Uh, January, big month for death squad leaders I in know. golf. That's God. I, I, mm. So when they all kind of put their hair up, relax. That's a, a tough bit. decision. I, uh, I I feel like he, yeah, you should, yeah, he, you he should needs come, to he needs to face some. You should have to explain on this. Well, I know, I know. I feel like he's got to face some heat first. I want to. I want to. I'm curious how he would really respond to some tough questioning. Uh, well, his tweets about it were concerning i think and that He's i believe the response about, was you know, you'll be you'll be okay oh yeah god i forgot all about that he was yeah. like going back and f- he must have been like ripped on red wine or something he was going back and forth on with like a bunch of people on who were criticizing him Eric, on twitter think, and yeah. yeah a bunch of like journalists and just basically like patting him on the head like you need to stop worrying about this this little old thing like this is going to be totally fine Phil's got, sure. Phil's got a lot of like... Which works when it's like, hey, Phil, you shouldn't have two drivers in the bag. It's kind of cheeky when he's like, oh, come on, relax. Everybody chill out. It's like, hey, you shouldn't be supporting like that uh, you know, regime that killed a, quote, record number of dissidents last year. His quote was, after turning down opportunities to go to the Middle East for many years, I'm excited to go, to, go play and see a place in the world I've never been. Which Listen, is, if you break that down... That's better. Fine. That's better than grow the game in the kingdom, which is sure. Yeah, <laughs> I never read golf in the kingdom. Is that what it's about? It's exactly. <laughs> it's exactly what it's about. I understand those who are upset or disappointed. You'll be okay. I'm excited to experience this for the first time. And then he told to paraphrase, <laughs> to responding to European golf writer Ewan Murray. He said, uh, "He said to quote Kevin Hart, you do you. I'm gonna do me.'" Which. Listen, Listen for sure. That's it. that's his prerogative. I, I, um, it's it's not good. It's it's just not a good look. It's all about the money. I mean, I think we can probably agree on that. So it's yeah, it's disappointing. He's also moving to Jupe, which also appears to be probably all about the money, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's a weird. I wouldn't think that I would have any semblance of like caring where these guys live. Uh, but there's something like. He's a That's Cali a guy. Big appeal to the the whole Phil ethos. Yeah, it's like, man, yeah, it doesn't make any sense for him to still live in California, but he does it anyways because he loves it there apparently. And to like hang that up sucks. I don't know. What? That feels like it feels like taking an L. Does he? Is are all of his kids about to be in college? What, how old is his youngest kid? Is that like why he would be? I would assume to so. Okay. I'd assume so. Yeah, I thought that was part of the reason. I would have Yeah, which, which is I, fair. I guess. Like, yeah, on that front, I guess it's cool that they waited till like kids got out of high school and you know didn't move them and stuff, but. I I, I think though we can say uh, <laughs> the at least from things we've heard like the the money situation for like Tiger and Phil you would think would be just like everything is like they have so much money don't even know what to do with but they both have expensive habits so I think that there is still a lot of incentive for them appetite yeah appetite <laughs> uh, a lot of incentive for them to make a lot of money I think is the most safe way I can phrase any of that. I, I think that's right. I mean, it's like, why wouldn't you live in Florida? Yeah. I think, I think Phil's going through a weird, it kind of feels like he's been in this like prolonged, almost midlife crisis adjacent like, yeah. stage. And Fad diet. 
I'm I'm not sure if it's like that or you know if he's just kind of bored with like he's been golfing and kind of doing the same thing for however many years now and this isn't me saying it but like also it might be gone it might be like the game might be gone like if you look at like his game yeah like it might be and then it's like yeah he's 50 right you know I know it's it's yeah, just, he, he might he might just not be adjusting well to that reality yeah, of that's what I'm saying. You know, it's like it might it might like, okay, well my game's kind of gone. I might go take whatever two million bucks to go play in Saudi Arabia. Like why wouldn't I? These opportunities aren't going to be here forever. So I, I would to circle this all yeah. back though. I would respect him or anybody else being like, yeah, it's about the money. Yeah. And like, oh, it's grow the game. Like, yeah, they're doing some awesome things over there. Like the roster of people that. like. The roster of people who are going to play Saudi Arabia, like Americans, anyways, it kind of speaks louder than anything I think we're gonna say. Right. Right. It's like who Phil Brooks, Bryson Reed, uh, <laughs> like who else is on the? Is there anybody else on the list? I don't. I would. I'm, I'm sure Kucher's going over. I try not to get super worked <laughs> up not, about it. I don't think. I but it's just, just like it is. Yeah. It, it. What makes it. I think some people can kind of pass over it pretty easily. Is like, okay, like, yeah, what are they supposed to do? Like, uh, other countries are bad. Too. Like, like it's literally the country, like the regime that puts the tournament on. So it's different than just like going to. I don't know what the what the compares. Like the Turkish Airlines Open, I think, is different than like the Saudi event in that you know Turkish Airlines is sponsoring the event versus like the actual. Like I know SoftBank is now sponsoring, but it, it's weird. It, like the event is actually like funded, I, I believe, <laughs> your by your boys, Randy. Saudi. Uh, well, no. no, I mean to your point, it's like these guys, the the Phils and the Brooks, who maybe don't need that paycheck. And I get it. There are other countries that have their own problems, but it's like, yeah, well, like where's the line for these guys? Like, like where would they draw the line? Um, it's it's not here, which is a little concerning. A couple of people I don't want to leave out who are choosing to go play this. Uh, Brooks, Dustin Johnson, Patrick Reed, Tony Finau. Kind of surprising, but maybe, I don't He's know. Money. Maybe Shane Lowry, uh, Henrik Stenson, uh, Sergio Garcia, Honest Abe. Uh, Sergio but, going back is an upset, honestly, after what happened last year. How about year? his quote this week about how... You know that wasn't a true reflection of him, and he's willing to to he's ready to show the true Sergio. No, oh, he's this week now. when he returns to golf in Saudi Arabia, which is like if you break that sentence down into two parts, like I'm ready to show the the true Sergio. Oh, sick! When I return to Saudi Arabia, <laughs> it's like oh, all right, well, yeah, no, maybe you are showing the the, the true guy like that. that who else? Martin Keimer, Lee Westwood. That's, a, that's what it's, I've talked to a couple European kind of, tour players about kind of some it. Disappointing names. Yeah, there. but it's like, hey, like if you hey, if you got into like Saudi Arabia, would you go? And it's like, oh yeah, like it doesn't even register for most. And I think that's different than. Well, that's what I was gonna say. I don't want to like give top American players. someone like an easy out, but if yeah, if you're a European tour player who's like looking for, you know, you need race to Dubai points, and you're trying to like yeah. keep your card, you're trying to do all these things like that makes it a little bit more of a conversation than just like, no, I don't even fucking play on this tour, man. <laughs> and I'm just like just coming in for some cash. Like that's not hashtag not good. No. Anything else from, uh, from American express? We got a lot of other events to, to touch on. I don't, I didn't watch a ton of other. Well, golf. the only other thing I, we kind of alluded to it. We didn't really dig any deeper into it, but like, so if this event is not good, uh, what needs to change? Does anything need to change? Do you leave it as is? Do you have any ideas? 
And I say yes. that I say that not having any ideas. Oh, I have ideas, but like everyone would be a caveat of like, well, they wouldn't do that. They wouldn't do that. Like they wouldn't do that. They wouldn't do that. Well, I mean, how many great golf courses are there on the West Coast? Like, oh, yeah. That's what I mean, saying. like keeping it in Palm Springs. Do you have any? Uh, not really. Like, because I, mean, I, I think our default answer for a while was like, oh, well, it should be a team event yeah. or it should be whatever. I'm like, I haven't candidly haven't watched Zurich the last two years. Right. Uh, so I don't really think it's that. And the Pro-Am stuff, like, I, I don't really have a good feel for what this tournament was like. I mean, I'm sure when it was the Bob Hope back a million years ago, it yeah, probably it was, had a great bang yeah, That's yeah. what I'm saying, though. But it's it's I, the diet, diet, diet Bob Hope. Exactly. So and whatever I feel that you, is, I'm like, that, that whole thing just feels outdated, right? Like, because I think you used to have, I mean, it, I don't know, all the, the cool celebrities used to like golf. <laughs> <laughs> like, now it's death squad leaders. And, and, well, not even that, but it's just like like you'll see it at Pebble in a couple of weeks when you know they trot out like for every Justin Timberlake that plays once every three years, which even he's like, what is he like forty two now? Like for every one of him, there's don't you dare dip thirty five Gary Mule Deers and like the principal <laughs> belding from Saved by the Bell or something, and it's just all these like Chris Berman. Yeah, it's all these. Whoop. <laughs> <laughs> it's all these celebrities that just like it's it's no fault of their own like i would play for sure if i was them but you know what makes that format cool is when you want to watch the people rather than okay man you're just really just getting in the way yeah and uh yeah so i don't know the pro-am format is not really trending in a no. positive direction it doesn't suit the tv audience which unless the people did they are, show any of it like, no, early no, in the week they didn't which yeah. they've kind of like super gone away from that at this yeah. tournament at least the, the last few years I mean, obviously pebble they lean yeah. into it but maybe that's where they make all the money for charity i i would have to you yeah know, look at the receipts on that for how why that's i'm sure there's a very good reason why they do it it just is not great for golf fans but last thing i will say from american express and randy goaded me into it by like we got tagged by a bunch of people with the Kevin Na, uh, Russell Knox bunker shot on the 16th <laughs> hole. Uh, Na leaves his ball right next to the hole. Russell Knox hits a shot. I didn't even hear the audio. Like a ton of people tagged. I'm like, I'm not gonna say anything. I'm not. I'm not doing backstopping again. I'm not gonna do it. And then Randy sends along the audio where Kevin Na yells, "Hit my ball!" as Russell Knox's <laughs> ball is rolling by it. And I was like, okay, now I think now I see why people are tagging us in on this because it is worthy of conversation. And it just rehashed the same conversation, which just brings out the worst. <laughs> the worst of Twitter of like, yeah, if he could aim at that, if he could aim at his ball, why wouldn't he aim at the hole? There's no Ugh. and it just misses the whole point on the fact that you wouldn't do it on the 72nd hole of the championship and you shouldn't leave your ball to help another player. That's pretty much what it sums up to. I said previously, I wasn't going to comment on it further. I wasn't going to get involved again. <laughs> I forgot about the wrath. Every six to eight months, I forget about how just nauseating that conversation is. I fall back into it and regret it, and that's what happened Saturday. So it won't happen again. I, I would like to point out that I've been on a firm, I don't care about this block for more than two years Congratulations. Now. So I don't welcome. think I've ever commented publicly, but yeah, I do I like curious sending what it to you, like about you about and it. Tron <laughs> to get you guys fired up. Well, I, I will only... Like we get tagged in it literally every single week. Like, oh, well, backstop, look at this one. And it's like <laughs> a shot from 100 yards. And like, all right, we've, we've lost the plot here. I will only comment on the most egregious violations just to like point out, like, it's not going to be called, like, stop tagging us in it because there's not going to be, they're not changing the rule. The rule, it's scummy. The players continue to do it, but by the letter of the law, they can continue to do it. And it sucks. 
And it's funny to see guys will go up like JT and go up and mark it on the 72nd hole at Kapalua. And it's super funny. It really is. Um, so, yeah, it's the USGA gonna, did have like the word backstopping in yeah. their rule clarification which, this year, which is pretty sweet. But it didn't change anything. And no. it's still like clarification. players have to agree to leave a, a ball. There's a rule refinement, which I don't understand. Like what an agree, what constitutes an agreement? Do they need like a signed contract of like, hey, leave this here? <laughs> it's got to be notarized. Yeah. <laughs> like, it just doesn't doesn't make sense. Randy, you'd make a great notary. <laughs> I know. I've always <laughs> wondered what you need to do to become a notary. I think my like my mom or my brother's one. Like I don't think it's a big deal. You just fire it up. Well, well put that on our to do list. We'll my guy AJ at the UPS store is, exactly. is a notary. Yeah, I wouldn't want to undercut his business. North Florida area, the, the UPS store in Atlantic Boulevard. We're huge fans. We got to get through a couple things because we we've let Bryson and Brooks fall way far down the God, list. It feels like it was eight weeks. I ago. know. Um, Lee Westwood won in Abu Dhabi. Only his second win since 2014. Um, I know he's had kind of a resurgence. I would have I just pictured more in between there. For sure. Uh, I've been, like, he's super not my favorite player um, or has been not my favorite player for a very long time. But a lot like the Brooks resurgence we've seen, uh, just, like, culturally resurgence over the last few years, I'm way in on the, like, divorced yeah, I dad. just kind of, like, yeah, I'm divorced dad who just, like, hangs out and parties and, like, if I play well, <laughs> awesome. Yeah. If not, like, that's cool, too. Yeah. Uh, that's that, that's pretty cool to see that uh, rewarded <laughs> with a big-ass win in Abu Dhabi. Yeah, seriously. And then he picked his ball up with his – I don't even know how he did it. He scooped his ball out of the hole with his putter. Like, he squeezed it. <laughs> He put his putter like with the, the putter head, not like one of those things on the end of the putter, like the grip of the putter. But the same concept. He literally stuck the putter head in. No, not scooped it. Like he smashed the ball <laughs> with the bottom He's of the putter. He's got one of the like fang putters. Oh, that's, oh, okay. that's, that's cool. I think. Yeah. I could be wrong on that. Yeah. That's what it looked like in the photo. It gives me anxiety watching people put putter heads in in cups, like banging them around in there. Um, so I'm saying he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, that's <laughs> very true. He might have gotten that putter for free. We don't know, but like that's true. Yeah, but yeah. Now he's he's in all the majors, WGCs. He's up to like number 29 in the world. Is he really? Yeah, it's, it's nuts. First time here. Wild this. man. That's awesome. Yeah. So if, uh, you know, I, I would be remiss if we didn't give a shout out to Andy Johnson. Has been. Beating the Westwood Island drum for like literally three or four or five years. So I'm sure he's going to have a quite a headache tomorrow. Um, <laughs> LPGA tour, Randy, this was, uh, I'm just going to turn it right over to you. Yeah. Thank you, Chris. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait. If you can see behind me, <laughs> we should do a delay. We're reporting we live. Big Randy down on the scene. Randy, take it away. Yeah, Chris, I was in Orlando <laughs> earlier this week and I uh, had a chance to walk around. Um, no, you know what? They got season opening, Diamond uh, Resorts, Tournament of Champions, kind of the LPGA version of the Genesis Tournament of Champions on the PGA Tour, except there's also a celebrity component involved. Um, got good NBC coverage this weekend and uh, a good battle. I'm Obviously, the, the playoff, as you alluded to er earlier, has not concluded. They will be going to, I believe, the sixth playoff hole Monday morning at 8 p.m. Eastern time. 8 a.m., if I may correct you there, but 8 a.m. What did I Thank say? You, PM? Chris. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> uh, it's a fluid situation where <laughs> the We're information's monitoring. coming in quickly. Uh, the playoffs between Gabby Lopez and Nasa Hatoki. Hatoka, I, I don't know if I'm... I apologize. I probably did not pronounce that correctly. But it's like, I honestly think they might play five or six more playoff holes because they're just playing 18, which is, they had DJ it. DJ does that a lot. Yeah, well, they had it, and get this. It's a Check par three 
like 190 yards. Like it's a difficult part three. Water left. And so they're hitting like hybrids and five woods off the tee. Bunch of threes and fours. And the pin was like tucked to the left. <laughs> yeah. It literally there was no birdie made. Uh, there was one birdie made all weekend at the 18th by a professional. So they're just trading pars. Maybe they might play all. It could be like that Isner, uh, <laughs> whoever that tennis match at Wimbledon that went like three days. I, I really think they. It, it could take a while tomorrow. What golf course is that? It's um, the Four Seasons. All oh, right, just in Orlando. Yeah. yeah, it's just like really yeah. vague. Is that a Ross original? Pretty, <laughs> yeah. pretty plastic. Um, but no, the only other thing I wanted to say was. Um, Got down there earlier this week, did a trap draw with Annie Park, and then I also did a trap draw, which will be coming maybe towards the end of this coming week with John Smoltz. Ever who, heard of him? Ever. He's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> uh, in like a real sport, not even a golf hall. Right, <laughs> right. I mean, just a couple of a couple of athletes chopping it up. Was it Mutual Admiration Society? Oh, for sure. <laughs> no, he, he didn't really know who I was. Um I got a funny photo I'll post when I drop the episode, but he won. He defended his title in the celebrity division, and I think that the talk of the weekend for that, he's got one of those stand-up putters. <laughs> oh, no. But it's not the one that they're running all the infomercials no for. Oh, it's the one no. that like, Ernie Els is involved Apparently, with. Ernie Els, like, yeah, uh, invested in this company. Um, I won't name it. No free ads. but Which is an easy, quick transition to... Ernie, I was playing his first uh, PJ Tour Champions event this week. Well, take me there. That's about all I have on the LPGA well, it's this gonna, week. It's going to um, be, yeah. Back to you, Chris. Okay. Thank you, Randy. I'm uh, I'm wow. out here in, uh, I forget what island they're even they're even on. but uh, It ends in a vowel. It does. Uh, yeah, no, Ernie, I was playing his first Champions Tour event. Lost in a playoff to Miguel Angel Jimenez. Which uh, Freddie was in the playoff too, right? Allegedly, yes. Yeah. That's that's the reports we're getting. I didn't know it ended Saturday. I was really yeah, no, that I took me by surprise. I definitely missed that. <laughs> so I, I did I wanted to pump the brakes for a second on the champions tour, which is maybe a surprise to my to my uh compatriots here. But Eamon Lynch wrote something about uh Phil's decision to kind of just like abstain from the champions tour for a while. His he was very tongue in cheek, uh Phil was, that is, on you know, I'm hitting bombs. Why do I need to? I don't need to go out there quite yet. I'm going to play out here as long as I can, which I think everybody like can, of course, like understand and and uh, agree with, sympathize, sympathize with, whatever you think. Where, what are? Give me your thoughts on like the current day PJ Tour champions. Like, what what is it to you guys as two massive golf fans? Just to take me to what? What's your word association that comes up with PJ Tour champions? Mm. It's uh, you know, the first thing I think is like the scene in Zoolander when he talks about Sting being one of his <laughs> idols. <laughs> like the Champions Tour, I know is it, like it's out there. It's not really my thing, but I respect those guys that they're doing. Scott McCarron's a big influence. Uh, yeah, I really listen to his music. I don't really watch it, but you know, it's cool that it. they're doing I, it. I respect that. <laughs> so I, I think I think it's important for the elderly to get out of the house and remain active. <laughs> Jesus. No, I'm serious. <laughs> I think it's too easy. You know, you can get sedentary. You can. I think. I think it's fantastic. I think. We, I think we'll we will feel differently about it when we are like in our fifties. Will we? Because it does. Like, is anybody going to play it? 
I think so. Yeah, I definitely think. Like, if Furick is enthusiastically going to go play it this year, I think people are going to go play it. The one thing you do here is that those guys are just, they need the competition. Yes. Yeah. So, I, uh, you know, the money, whatever, but I think they just need an outlet Some to Some need the money, but yes. And the yeah. other thing you hear from it, from, from players, that, you know, of course they're going to say this, but I do, like, believe they're being earnest, is that it's super fun. <laughs> like, the guys, yeah. it's, if you've ever been to an event, like, it feels weird unless you're a, a sicko hardcore golf fan to really like urge you to go to one of these things, but there is no like pomp and circumstance. It is very stripped down. It's very accessible. Like you get the players are, it's like a, you know, the competition's serious, of course, but like the, it is like a glorified pro amp a little bit. Like the guys are walking around having fun. They come in the clubhouse and like drink beers after their rounds and all are like shooting the shit together and stuff. And so the no cut, like three day tournament thing is. I mean, that's what they pretty much all are, except yeah. for the majors. And that vibe gives them, like, an extra day to get to places, and they're just so much more relaxed because of that. Like, your week just starts a little later. Monty talked about on the pod how he goes to national parks and goes and sees stuff early in the week, and he doesn't need that much time to prepare for the, the course. And it is, like, a really cool vibe. And if you have an event that's anywhere near you, it's definitely, definitely worth going viewing on television well, like I, I that's what i was gonna say is like having said that <laughs> like i don't ever watch it i don't ever know what's going on i don't ever and i maybe it's just not for me but right. like as a mega hardcore golf fan i don't know like who, well that's who weird is watching it you be, know what i'm saying yeah and i was i'm thinking the same thing where it's like you know i'll watch the odd major or you know if a guy like monty's in contention and i just want to watch somebody specific and then I'm also thinking, you know, I've been to a U.S. Senior Open. I've been to a couple senior events, and they are. They're so much fun to be in person. And, you know, you feel like they're obviously really good golfers, but it's, you know, it's not the mutant game that sometimes you can see on the PGA Tour. But but I'm curious to kind of ask a question of you guys is, I, I you know, we just got done talking about the LPGA, and I would feel like this would be a lot of people's natural reaction like the LPGA tour mm -hmm. too, where it's yeah. like, well, yeah, I don't know. I just don't watch. Like, I'm a huge golf fan. I just don't. Well, I do feel watch like a lot in that of it. Category a lot. I mean, I like exactly what you said. Like, I watch the majors. I'll watch if you know someone I know is in contention. And like, I kind of hate saying that, and I need it's, but it, it's kind of a, I don't know. It's kind of an, a lift to, to really uh, get into another tour. I guess. I, well, I, I don't know who has time. I was just going to say, you know, I think in this, the year of prioritization, it's you only have so much bandwidth to right. devote to, like, watching golf. So you now, almost have to... If you listen to a previous idea I had, if they would take these rounds and shrink them down into, like, 30 minutes or an hour, I would watch a lot more of them. Yeah. And they could still do that. Maybe they... That's what I'm saying. Well, that's what uh, what I was getting ready yeah, to say I, the whole time. Everything... Like, our points on the broadcast changing for PGA Tour are very well documented. But if you're not the PGA... I mean, it's I know it's the PGA Tour, but it's a different tour... If you're not, you know, counting on people tuning in to watch Tiger and all that, you got to do something different with it. Like, it's got to be we – it can be weird. It can yeah. be whatever. Like, this week on the Corn Ferry Tour, the PGA Tour Live is out there. They're, like, cycling – Hallie Ledbetter was on the coverage today. They're cycling people in and out. They're kind of got people rolling in just kind of telling stories. It's not as much, like, all the detail stuff of all the things that – you know, going on and around, and it it's different. It looks different. They did mic'd up coverage last week. We talked about it in the Bahamas, and you're actually hearing players' conversations and stuff. Like, try stuff. Like, what's it gonna? If you try something and it's a disaster, what's your rating gonna go from point <laughs> four to point three nine five? I don't even know how the ratings work, but like, it's not. It's gonna be minimal. You have minimal, minimal downside. The people who are in the boat are are pretty much in. Yes, all, like, but that's kind of the thing. Is like all you can 
do is is like drive them away by not innovating or doing something yeah. different. Do you know what's a big factor for me though is the course. And I think that's, you know, it's what we talked about with the American Express this week where, you know, like the the senior, the, the Champions Tour events that I will watch, maybe they're, they're like a funky course or there's like a, you know, a hole that plays a little weird, maybe a tree in the middle, of, you know, like something, you, you got to give me something. Yeah, if, if it's just flat and and target golf and there's nothing visually stimulating, then yeah, a lot like the LPGA, it's like, I, I think the more interesting venues you can get to, the more you will draw in people like us. Which I think goes hand in hand, and we say this about the LPGA all the time, but like the game, the Champions Tour is not quite the same level. Like those guys still surprisingly like bomb it, uh, all just because they're all in such good shape, obviously. Uh, but they... Uh, they're specimens. Yeah, like the LPGA especially, like you're allowed to go to a lot more different courses. The mm-hmm. infrastructure is not as big. The game is not as big, literally. You know, it's, yeah, there's a lot of reasons to to shake things up. One of the things I took away from the Kapalua coverage was like Mark Rolfing just felt like so loose and like kind of in DGAF mode a little bit. Like, and a lot of that was just like, oh, come on, we're in Maui and everybody's laid back and blah, blah, blah. And I know it's kind of like a bit, but it also like just made the whole thing seem so much more accessible. It's so much more like enjoyable. Like, like you said, like it doesn't have to be all serious and tight. No. In, this, like, in fact, like it, it shouldn't be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah, maybe it's Sunday afternoon for sure. Yeah. Like Thursday afternoon, like dude, Friday keep, afternoon. Friday after, what for the, the, oh, for the champions. champions. Oh yeah. I'm just <laughs> saying, I'm saying for the PJ tour too. Yeah. Like any of these tours, just yeah. On a Thursday afternoon, Friday afternoon, Saturday morning, like dude, you got to like, keep me entertained with something well because like brian stewart like in t53 putting for par on six like that's not really gonna do it last thing i'll say i know we we got some other ground to cover but in light of college football national championship game was a couple mondays ago and espn offered a wide range of different telecasts for the game Mm. and one of the telecast options which i watched was the coaches like essentially the coaches film room Mm. where they had four active coaches sitting there watching the game all mic'd up and you're just essentially flying on the wall watching coaches watch the game and it's like free idea for the champions tour the lpga like get some personalities guys who've played get them in a room you know have food beer and and just you know, telecast those guys watching the golf, and I'm I'm watching that. If if they're you know at all allowed to say what's on their mind and and really be free, like to to your points, like mix up the broadcast, get Monty in there after his rounds yeah, over. Right. Like that stuff like that would be awesome. Okay, we've we put this off long. Okay. I'm, I'm bust, busting at the seams here, uh, Bryson. I don't remember what day this was. It has been it has been a while ago, but. Uh, Bryson, while on Twitch, apparently he goes and plays Fortnite. Well, can I ask you guys something? Sure. Sorry, what, I don't know what Twitch is. So it's like, like I, I've heard it, but I don't know what it is. I want to make fun of it, but it's a very big thing that people go online and play video games, and like it's a streaming to watch other people play video games. But it's is like it, a website element of it. Yeah, it's like a streaming service of some kind. I don't, I don't know exactly, but okay. like it shows Bryson there playing Fortnite, and he's like answering people's questions. So, so it's like a live feed of somebody playing video games. Yes, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And like he's been doing it a bunch, and people, I guess, watch it and then record whenever he says something interesting in golf and they report it and he said somebody asked him something about Bryce about Brooks and he says something like uh he's got no abs I've got he's like yeah have you see the, US, the body issue yeah have you seen the body issue he's got no abs I've got abs <laughs> 
So I get it. We got reported everywhere, and then Brooks just like ends your. You, you might have to speak on on Bryson's behalf because he got his life ended. <laughs> By Brooks replies, "You're right. I'm too short of a six pack," and posts a picture of his four major championship <laughs> trophies, which is kind of funny. It's very funny. Yeah, I thought it was really funny. <laughs> I I think good on Bryson for stirring it up a little bit. I was gonna say I couldn't be more in the opposite camp of like, please show me yourself playing video games uh but good for bryson like the clips actually that seems like something that is like a great thing for a tour player they to seem do. kind of interesting yeah. it's kind of like he is on a podcast just just exactly. kind of just shooting the shit which and it, it leads to some candid answers it's probably going to stop after yeah. after this <laughs> i would imagine I, I like that he's willing whether you know how tongue-in-cheek it is i'm sure very but i i like that he's willing to kind totally. of poke at another premier golfer i also like that I'm really hoping that that 2020 becomes the year of Bryson just like continually having his his textbooks slammed out of his hands in the hallway by Brooks. <laughs> well, he's beefy though. He, like it's hard to bully the I big forget. kid. Somebody tweeted though. It's like this is like the the nerd beefing up to to fight the the, the, yeah, the big bully. I mean. it's, yeah. hard, it's hard to bully the, the this, big kid. Can we just say this literally? This is the weirdest, quite literal, weirdest flex <laughs> ever. <laughs> At what point are abs important to to golf? Like I, this whole, and I, I don't want to overreact. You know, he missed the cut in Abu Dhabi, but like this whole Bryson beefing up thing seems weird, misconstrued. I, th- I, I think I said that before the before the Presidents Cup or in the preview, where it was like, <laughs> I don't think this is going to happen. We have a long way to go. But what if Bryson's game just like completely falls off the map, and we're looking back in twenty five years, and we're like, dude. Do you remember Bryson? Like that guy was so good. He was so good. And then just like one off season, he just wanted to put on like 40 pounds and then he like disappeared. It was nuts. If that happens, like that will be, I mean, that's like Anthony Kim level stuff. Does any golfer like start lifting a ton of weights and do it for an extended, extended period of time? Like shout out to the cat. I know you can say that, but like he keeps getting hurt. Keep like Rory does not do like the crazy lifting anymore. As it's far as I know, it is, is not. it like is that how it works? I thought, don't you have to like maintain? You maintain. I don't. I, God, I'm so out of my. Are you saying here. guys are cycling? <laughs> is that, that what you're not, saying? That's not what I'm saying, Randy. You use that's your word. That's your word. I'm just saying, like, eventually they kind of start figuring out, like, oh yeah, like I, I'm kind of hurt there. That hurts a little bit. And a lot of Rory's lifting, I think, was misconstrued or misrepresented in that he was, it was a lot of it like preventative. Like, a, you know, if you do this workout, you need to do this one to make sure your back is balanced, et cetera. But like, he does not. Make sure the ribs are okay. Yeah. He, he does not uh, do, I don't think at least, the same squat levels, the same bench, like all the glamour muscles just kind of stopped being <laughs> a big focus. And like, Brooks, that is obviously a focus for him. He has hurt his wrist. He has hurt his knee. I don't know what the source of all these things are, but I just like don't like for for golf. You yeah, need to don't do this ask forever. me if I'm hurt, Doug. You need to do this forever. What about Scott Stallings? That's uh. yeah, yeah. Is he like? I wouldn't put him in crazy weightlifting category. He is like fitness freak of like endurance and like burpees and all that shit. All the he's not like. I don't think he's it's doing like it to Olympic get power swole. lifting. Exactly. I don't think he's doing it to get swole. He is like a it's pretty swole. He is, but I don't know. That's a little different, I think. And, but how long <laughs> has he done that for? It's been a few years. Right. Well, yeah. I think that's your point. We got, we got to wait and see with Bryson. And... But it's like if I'm mid-20s, I'm not like doing this. 
Like, is this your plan for when you're 45? Or maybe you're done playing golf by the time you're 45. But now I'm a bulky ass golfer. Is my that's my long term play? <laughs> uh, like, you know what I mean? Like, thick ass golfer. Yeah, I'm thick with three C's. <laughs> I just don't. I don't know. I don't see the golf benefit of it. It seems all. Maybe it's, it's not a golf benefit. Well, as I say, this whole vanity contest between Brooks and Bryson, which is so weird to say out loud. <laughs> but in all honesty, like, wasn't that? Isn't that sort of the rumor with Tiger? Is he would hang around with MJ and Barkley and yeah. all the quote unquote like real athletes? And he didn't look like a basketball player, yeah. So he wanted to like lift and look like a real athlete. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think I think there's certainly a vanity aspect. I think going it's almost on. entirely, especially no, no. Bryson did have a point of like once you see that ESP in the body issue, it's like. Kepka, are you like only doing curls? Is that like the only thing you're doing? <laughs> you didn't even have packs. I'm, I'm gonna not weigh into. Uh, I, mean, I didn't see the issue. <laughs> Brooke, I didn't see it. Well, there's that. I didn't, yeah, see I'm it. Not gonna, I didn't read it. I'm not gonna put my, yeah, my body up it. against Brooks's. So <laughs> he can do whatever. That's uh, fine. A couple more topics to get to. Um, Tommy Ganey won the first uh, Bahamas event on Wednesday <laughs> this past week. Uh, what were you guys? Did you guys think it was absurd that the telecast did not even mention the fact that he was recently arrested for soliciting a prostitute? For sure. <laughs> Is my microphone on? Yeah. For sure. That's weird. It's a. It's so. Like, it's it's weirder to just not acknowledge and pretend it didn't happen than to just like say it once. Yeah, this is what happened. Like very factually, like you don't have to like give past value judgments, right? Just acknowledge the news of what happened and then go on about it. Like Especially I, in a sport where so there's weird. so much downtime. Yeah, like how yeah. much dead air is it? Like as soon as you're saying that, like you can picture. You know, the Dan Hicks, I don't know who it would have been, Steve Burkowski or someone, probably. Of course, you know, incident last week, arrested. We're, we're still waiting for more details. Like, that's literally yeah. it. it. And that's honestly, it. it's like... The details we do have is it was Operation Naughty Santa. Yeah, <laughs> Operation Santa's Naughty List. Oh, yeah, that's right. Which, as we were talking about earlier this week, someone was like, you know, don't you, do you think this is worth a mention? It's like, the fact that it was called Operation Santa's Naughty List is worth a mention alone. Like, <laughs> exactly. that's worth a mention. <laughs> Let alone what, that, the fact that it was actually him. And, and isn't it, it's it's like without that context, like I think it's a disservice to the viewers who, who one, you're kind of treating them like they're dumb, right? Like like everybody knows what happened, right. you know? And to to not acknowledge it is, is really, like I said, bizarre. But I think second, it's to, to be able to talk about, you know, being able to win on the Corn Ferry Tour, like – month or month and a half after being arrested and like and he got his card that week yeah when it happened like like <laughs> the the compartmentalization or the the mental you know to, to be able to do that is kind of impressive like yeah. and i feel like the you know by failing to put the performance in that context it, it misses on a lot of like, yeah. key aspects of it honestly one of the more like embarrassing things to get like in trouble like have a controversy be surrounding you. I mean, I mean, so what I think I need to do a better job of, or just carry on living my life probably is more likely, but like paying more attention to other sports, how they handle, like, I, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head, like how the Tyreek Hill situation has been handled by the networks that are, uh, you know, talking about the yeah. NFL and things like, you know, other controversial things in sports. How do the other leagues handle it? Cause this is a tour thing. This isn't like golf channel deciding, well, we need to protect Tommy Ganey. Like this is for sure. And, and 
I can't say for certainty, but like definitely the tour. <laughs> <laughs> can't say for sure, but for <laughs> sure. <laughs> Uh, it's got to be. It's coming from the tour of like the messaging that they're. Dictating. Yeah, I would think Golf Channel like it would even, you know, not that they're looking for everything salacious, but you know, it almost makes their product better, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you've got that layer. So yeah, it's got to be coming from from it's, elsewhere. I mean, to your point, it like the other broadcast. Like it's, I feel like they talk about it, and it's not something where like six months from now you have to like you don't have to keep talking about it, mm-hmm. but. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like this was probably the first broadcast of the Corn Ferry Tour since that happened. Yes. Um, and with him winning, you know, it'd be one thing if he was like tied for 40th, yeah. right? Like you probably don't have to go out of your Let's way. Let's cut over to Tommy Gainey here yeah. finishing up <laughs> for 75. Just to let you know. It. <laughs> but it'd be, yeah, I mean, I can just, I, I feel like it'd be the front page of like every... Yeah, columnist. If the NFL like failed to disclose, hey, somebody got arrested. You know, how did last week yeah. and now this week they just didn't even mention it. How did CBS do 2010 Masters with Tiger? I mean, like, did they spell out exactly what happened? I mean, that's a. I mean, I know they taught. They God, interviewed I him. imagine they were under wasn't, like well, the screws, right? Like, but wasn't was the whole press conference? I feel like the whole press yeah. conference kind of like got it out of the way. Yeah. Like and so then they probably like I think come once, tournament once Billy, time. Once Mr. Payne had spoken his piece, everybody was like, "Surely there's nothing left to say." I feel like <laughs> he covered it for all of us. Yeah, I, I don't remember specifically, but that'd be my guess. Yeah, so that'd be that'd be interesting to look back on. But anyways, it's just we're not dumb. Like, viewers aren't that dumb. Like, it's you gotta it's, it. it's the class acts tour. It's like a complete yeah. whitewashing of it's like it, all personality, good or bad. You it, know, it's not reflective of modern media and technology to think that you can hide that or just not mention it. Cause like that is now going to be the story. This made awful announcing like if people are going to highlight the fact that you didn't mention it. And if you mentioned it, they probably would have celebrated it. But anyways, one other controversial thing related to the tour this week, uh, a source, I believe it was golf digest. Australia was the source on the story that, uh, there was an official warning given to cam Smith, uh, not to talk about, Patrick Reed, or I don't know what the official warning is. Probably should have the article up, but it was essentially <laughs> like, "Don't call him a cheater. You are no longer allowed to comment on this. Do not comment further on it, or you will be fined. Or maybe he already was fined." Basically, there was messaging to Cam Smith, as in get get yourself in line regarding your commenting on Patrick Reed, which a warning would lead you to believe he had not been fined. But there's we, that. Yeah, we, yes. Any further comments would result in a fine, I believe. Is yeah, what was which. <laughs> on his face is like ludicrous of course but digging a little deeper uh it is like consistent i know you're probably gonna bring up the joel damon yeah situation but like it's in the bylaws many of which are stupid about like you are not allowed to disparage another player it's in your quote-unquote you know contract i don't know if it's that explicit but that's conduct unbecoming to publicly say anything bad about another player so while it's very 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 like seems very 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 dumb from a fan perspective, like, and is dumb, I suppose that that would be why, is because, yeah, like, they have to stay consistent with what's written down. Now, the next logical jump would be, like, take that out. <laughs> like, that doesn't have to be written down. You could change it if you want, but well, it's, then you got to get, the pla- right? get players to buy in, like, ratifying a change to the, yeah. to the rules, which are all written by them, essentially. So it's like a whole, I don't know, it's one of those things that, like, seems very simple and awful and stupid and is a little less so or more so depending on your perspective uh, the more you look into it i think 
I think, yeah, your point basically, and I agree with it in that, like, hey, like, by the letter of the law, like, they have to do that. Like, that's the laws they've made out. And I think it's to that point, it's like, God, that's stupid. Like, <laughs> but at the same time, it does make sense. Like, you can't, it's, it, it, we are the class acts tour, is what they're trying to say. We have sponsors to uphold. We have all this. Like, we are going to do all we can to clean your image and do all this so we can get sponsorship dollars. So, like, yeah, you can't, like, say disparaging things about other players. I wonder what, what the letter of the law is on that. Like, I'm sure the handbook is like I know, but like, this is like so. Joel Damon did talk about this on the podcast uh, when we were at Colonial this past year about the Sun Kang incident. Um, about you know, he was asked not to speak on it any further. He used because he did use the c word that Kang had cheated. He said that in a tweet. Uh, he learned the hard way that that was not the word that you should use in that scenario, or it attracts a lot of attention if you do, even if you do believe that. And he was uh, it, the rule is that you cannot uh, cannot say disparaging things about a player. So. I just commented as like, man, like the tour seems very fit to die on this hill of we are going to protect Patrick Reed's integrity above all other things out here. And if that's true, then like basically Cam Smith got is getting like more punishment out of this scenario than Patrick Reed. Do you want me to read what's in the handbook? Sure. Oh my gosh, I would love it. So this it. is the PJ Tour Champions handbook that was published. Uh, I don't know. It just came up in a Google search, but I'm sure the PJ Tour one is. Very similar, if not exactly the same. <clears throat> this is uh, Appendix F, Randy. If, mm, you're, keeping if track. you're following along. Uh, in regards to public comments and public attacks. The favorable public reputation of PGA Tour champions, its players, its tournaments are valuable assets and create tangible benefits for all PGA Tour champions members. Accordingly, it is an obligation of membership to refrain from making comments that unreasonably attack or disparage others, including but are not limited to tournaments, sponsors, fellow players and members, uh, and or the PGA Tour. <laughs> Speech that could be reasonably viewed as hateful, abusive, obscene, and or divisive is expressly prohibited. God, that's. Do you know what the key word in that whole thing that you read was? Hateful. <laughs> no, 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 no. That wasn't the word I picked out. What? Unreasonable. That's, and yeah, I think yeah. that becomes a question: was were Cam Smith's comments unreasonable? And I think that's that's where the uh, the rub of it lies. The next the next appendix is about worthless checks, which is also <laughs> which is also kind of sick. If there's any players out there, which I would think. They would have put that in unless some players were writing bad checks. So maybe we dig into that. More on this as it develops. Well, did the tour officially, I guess the answer is no, like comment to say that Reed did not cheat? I think that was with their ruling. Yes. Like, I think if he... But I don't think it's an official comment. As I understand it, like, if... Well, it kind of is, though, right? Like, if he would have cheated, they would have DQ'd him, right? Like, if they had deemed it to be cheating, he would have been DQ'd. Is that is that how the rule would have been? T- I, I don't I believe, know that for a I'm fact. Sure, I'm sure okay. rules Twitter will yeah. get all over it if not. But I think that was Reed's whole thing, right? Like that was the the whole cease and desist letter. That was he got penalized. Everything was like if he had cheated, like he would have been kicked out of the tournament. But like the tour clearly thought that he didn't cheat, and that's why he was assessed a two stroke penalty because it was no intent, no collusion, total exoneration. Hmm. So yeah, I wonder. That's a really good point, Randy. Of like how they get to the point where it's that's unreasonable that you could come to that conclusion when. I don't want to say the, the majority of the general public, but I would guess if we ran a poll on whether – simple question, do you think Patrick Reed cheated in the Bahamas? I think it would come back yes. Oh, I'm sure that Twitter would 
clearly look at both sides <laughs> and uh, really, really give it a measured. Which reaction. I feel like now I'm going so far out of my way to try to understand the non-cheating side, like the the side <laughs> that's like, no, he didn't cheat. That I've I've confused myself into. And I, I clearly think that he did. Uh, Lanny, the conversation with Lanny Watkins, I think, was quite a surprise. Uh, I think like, I caught Especially a little since flack. since he was ready to light everybody yeah. else on fire. I <laughs> caught a little flack for that on Twitter, and I uh, I don't like I don't love how that that played out. It was not. It was, was literally the McAtee moment. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, bone popped out of my wrist. I just popped it back in. I had to make really a, <laughs> make a decision in, okay. <laughs> in the uh, in the moment to be like, okay, am I going to turn this interview into a debate? Because I like, got my opinion on that. Is, this has been very clearly stated, and I tried to like make my point back to him, and he like interrupted me and continued with what his point was going to be. And I decided in that moment, like he's not going to change his mind on this. The goal of this interview was not to, you know, get into a debate with him, and I did not want him to shut down for the rest of the interview. So I decided to move on. Uh, it was it's tough to check your ego in some of those situations, especially because I was just not prepared for. That was a very very surprising take on his part from my perspective. But uh, the rest of the interview was fantastic, of course. For sure, it seems to be the part that people have commented on the most. And if you haven't listened to that podcast episode, I would highly recommend it. But um, I think I, I, go ahead. The only like. I, or one good an, uh, analog uh, to this whole situation, I think, is like what happened with Simon Dyson over on the Euro Tour. For like, you know, what could the PGA Tour have done, right? And the Euro Tour initially banned him for uh, three months, right? Two months. Okay. But then, like, kind of got appealed. And at the end of the day, they said because there was no, it was not, quote, a premeditated act of cheating. <laughs> it was they, a first degree cheating. Uh, they, <laughs> Essentially, they suspended. It was it was a uh, suspended sentence almost, where like he was on probation, and as long as he didn't do anything bad over uh, eighteen months, then he wouldn't receive his two month ban. But there's strong language, and he got fined. And I feel like people felt at least that yeah, there was. Let me ask you guys something this. done. Let me ask you guys this: if after the Reed thing, and I know it's like the eighth straight podcast we talk about Reed, but it's important. I promise. Uh, after the read thing, if the tour says, hey, this incident happened, we're going to look into this. And like spent a couple days and then came back a couple days later and was like, you know what? We've performed this, you know, blah, blah, blah. This didn't done these procedures. They probably wouldn't be that forthcoming. But anyways, we've determined there'll be no further penalty on read. And they've determined that, you know, the two shot penalty was appropriate decision. Would you think of this situation any differently? I don't think so. No, I don't. I mean. I think everybody would have just spun themselves into a tizzy even more over those two days. Like, oh, the tour's looking for ways to cover it up or the tour's looking for ways to whitewash it or whatever. Would you personally, though, have (laughs) felt differently about the process? No, I don't think so. I mean, I think it's like, like, it's so clear. You watch the video once, right? Twice, three times, whatever. And you hear what... Once, twice, three times a lady. Exactly. Shout out to Tom Jones. Like, you, you watch it. It's pretty freaking clear, like what you think after the first, second, or third time you watch it. You talk to Patrick, you hear what he thinks, and like they figured out in the scoring trailer, right? Like I, I don't know how taking more time. Like I don't know what new well, shit is going to come to well, light. It's just quote, uh, like Slugger was priority there was clearly making it go away as fast as possible, and like him. But I think like that, yeah. that that's the part that I think is what rubbed people the but wrong I, way. I was like, it was whoa, we didn't even think about this. Like they didn't even they didn't even consider the intent of it or I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I, yeah. I if wonder. If sat and thought it, uh, it would have taken my level of angst about it from like ninety nine percent to like eighty percent. I would have still disagree with the decision, but have been at least been like, okay, they they involved this person, this person. Like if it was just Slugger out there deciding this on the spot, which I that's bad. I guess I'll say like I don't know or we don't right. know that like it wasn't that wasn't the case. Like they very well might have had that conversation. I don't think it was just Slugger like. Well, and it's willy it's, nilly. Like they talked about it after the round. What right? adds to it is Slugger. The previous comments from Slugger yeah. well, about and not the wanting thing was yeah. not good, and not wanting to find yeah. people, not wanting to find people because he was taking food off their table. <laughs> and then Patrick, you know, took it like the utmost gentleman. It's just like, yeah, we've, the, the benefit. The tour kind of lo- lost through many things. I think like the tour lost the benefit of the doubt in this process. Yeah, I will. I, 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 will th- I, I think overall this thing with Cam Smith is like just another strike to the ridiculousness of the initial decision, I think. In that, but in reality, this is what they had to do yeah. related to this situation. And that's, that's where I was going to get. Is like, I think the tour finds itself in kind of a tough spot in a couple different things where there are so many different teams and so many different like initiatives and goals of the tour that you have to, by definition, like try to have it both ways a lot. And I think on a situation like this, like you can't have it both ways. Like you, I know you want to, like you want to, you know, create more of an entertainment product and maybe create some more friction and all of those things. But like, there are probably a lot of times where like you literally can't do that because you're run by the players and that's the structure. And like sometimes you're just the cops, man. And the cops like can't be the cool guys. <laughs> sometimes like that's just the way it goes. Yeah. All right. Hey, I, I, well, go I, God, I know we're beating it, but. Uh... It's, we're an hour ten in. It's, we're, everything's beaten at this point. Did I, I think what plays a part in this, honestly, is like Reed showing no contrition. Yeah, for sure, at all. Yeah, yeah. And like had he just come out and be like, "God, that looks really bad. I apologize. Oh, I wasn't God. intending to do that. I realize how it looks. I'm so sorry." Like, then it's like, okay, yeah. you can kind of move on. I mean this very sincerely. Does he have an agent? He has had many. I don't know who or if he has a current one. Because he seems like he makes decisions like someone who has. Like, no adult in the room. I think you use the wrong pronoun with that. He <laughs> makes decisions. I don't think he's... That's, that's probably true. I don't think it's the he in that relationship that's making kind of a decisions. Macbeth situation. Well, I will say, and this is a good transition into the next topic here. Shout out uh, Calvin Benjamin. The, the, to that point of the remorse with it, and that I hit a tee shot at the uh, the Winter Series event at Hammock Beach uh, here at the FSGA <laughs> event that I happen to play in, but hit a tee shot that, you know, there's these weird humps and bumps in the fairway, and these in a lot of spots in these fairways, the ball would collect, like just stop rolling once it got in a divot, which sucked. And I hit a ball on one of these holes and it stopped on the side of a divot, but there's sand in the divot and it's like overflowing the divot. It was um, about an inch high. such a divot. It was about an inch high and it wasn't blocking my path to the ball like it was Patrick Reed, but it was like to the right of my ball. And my instinct was to bend down and like brush the sand away. And because of this incident, I was like, Oh wait, actually, like I wonder if that's like considered part of my line of play. Like, could I? Is that improving my lie? Is sand a loose impediment in this situation? And I like asked my playing partners, and two of them were like, "Oh no, you can move it." And one of them was kind of like, "Ah, I don't know if you could." But if it wasn't for this incident, I would have gone right up and done it. Like I would have just and not thought anything of it. And I think to your point of like showing no remorse, is he could have said, if this was the case, of like. Honestly, I moved the sand away, and I didn't even think about it. I, I see it now, and like it, it, it definitely was a penalty. I don't know what happened. I blacked. I didn't know the rule. I, I just totally messed that up. And he didn't do that. And I think if it was any other player, that would have been the case. So yeah, he doesn't strike me as the kind of person who makes a lot of mistakes. No, he doesn't. <laughs> so before uh, we move on, do you want to know what the uh, 
the offense is for writing a bad check? <laughs> sure. Yeah, I've been curious this whole time. 200 bucks. Oh, wow. Huh. Big so time. Maybe just try to go for it. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> just roll the dice. Worth it. <laughs> First offense is $200. Second offense, $200 fine and loss of check cashing privileges. Shout out to Patrick Reed. You've lost your privileges. <laughs> is this, wait, is the Champions Tour like a bank? What? I don't Third, understand. This is if you're, like, if you're paying your entry fees with checks. <laughs> so someone must have been writing shit checks and they had to put this in. <laughs> Third offense, $500 fine, loss Billy of check Mayfair. cashing privileges for one year. Repeated instances of the issuance of worthless checks by a player shall be grounds for suspension or permanent disbarment from tournament play. Jimmy hmm. Seward should only accept entries <laughs> in Bitcoin. <laughs> make those make those elderly uh, folks get you really the shit on the elderly yeah. during this Bitcoin. episode. No, I'm I, if anything, well slow I, and dangerous behind the wheel. I think the record still serve a purpose. I think the record will prove I'm for the elderly. <laughs> um, all right, now I feel comfortable with this being the very. We're done talking professional golf. If you want to hang up and and be done, then you are more than welcome to. I didn't want to leave with this. Does I that didn't. go for us as well? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. A lot of people were asking for a shot-by-shot -shot recap of my tournament win. <laughs> Many of you have been asking about this. No, people were asking if we you were talking about the full influencer. Uh, Many of you have been asking me about my skincare <laughs> regimen. Uh, so I just wanted to lay it all out in this sponsored post with affiliate links. Um, a lot of people were, were commenting on the fact that I won a golf no, tournament. Which huge. I, congratulations. Well, Sincere congratulations. Well, thank you. It was, it was awesome. Well, to that point of you saying it was huge, I do want to take it down a notch because <laughs> it was not that huge. Um, first of all, so well, it would have been worse if you would have lost. It would have. It would have. So that's what I, I wanted to get to. Uh, these, this is my first golf tournament I've played since I was in high school. It is a uh, There's an FSGA winter series. Not a lot of the events come this far north. Florida's a very big state. Um, there's one about an hour away. Went down to play it. I'm surprised that... Uh, FSGA doesn't have a wraparound season. It is. This is the wraparound season. But they call it the win. I thought they did away with that kind of nomenclature. <laughs> the pejorative nomenclature. The, the, the fall season. series, winter series. I can't keep track of that. <laughs> Just all one season. But it's kind of, there's like a FedEx Cup race in it, It's which I didn't know was a thing. But Now uh, everybody seems to be coming around on the <laughs> FedEx Cup now that <laughs> put a couple, whiff a couple of points uh, under the kid's nose over there. Um, well, so How I was, did Andrew Landry get? 500. I was Pretty supposed cool. to be paired with Paul Tesori, who is, of course, the caddy of Webb Simpson. <laughs> Who was a coward? Did he? Show up? <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching the broadcast in the Sony Open on uh, Sunday night. It's like almost midnight, and, he, and he's obviously caddying for Webb. I'm like, I don't think he's going to make it in time. Uh, and one other guy that was uh, supposed to be a very good player, I, he's won two of these events this fall. Was supposed to be in my group as well. And he, I show, it was I was supposed to ride in the car with him, and I walk up to like my guy I'm riding with. I'm like, hey, you must be so and so. He's like, no, I'm 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 an alternate. I just got added into the field. <laughs> I'm so-and-so. Got the call this morning. <laughs> this guy proceeded to be the worst putt. This, this has set the scene of what kind of golf tournament this was. He runs a putt by the hole on the first green at least eight feet. I'll finish. <laughs> Which is sick. In an alpha move. A very alpha move. Did I was not just make say. it. <laughs> Did not make the putt. And was his day was not going very well. It eventually ends up putting with a hybrid and just at one Shout point, out to Randy. which Randy is sick. That. Yeah, he might might be one of my pupils. <laughs> he hit a green on a par three and made six because like he got up to the hole and just like oh, he missed it and then reached across the hole, tapped it back, missed it. And it, 
Mm. Meanwhile, we're just like standing around. Were you guys playing gimmies, or did you have I to hold everything up? I had to hold everything up. Wow. Like eventually, like, proper golf. <laughs> the guy that was scoring for him is just like writing down score. Like he's playing out of turn and got mad at another guy in the group for walking during his putt. This guy sounds like a complete alpha. And I had to ride. Did you him. invite him to our Thursday game? He's a, he's in the Thursday game now. But I had to ride in the car with him. And like he's like making jokes about it and like staring at me, waiting for me to laugh. And I'm just like fuming. I'm, I cannot believe that I'm having to deal with this because I was actually having a pretty good round. Blah blah blah. Anyway, so it's not like we're right. First of all, the shotgun starting cards this <laughs> tournament. So, and they're missing two of the top players in the field. But I did look around that Monday morning and I was like, you know does, what? Does I that should, affect your world ranking points? A little. I, I don't get as many. Those yeah. guys not showing up. I don't get as many. Well, I'm fifth now in the standings, as mentioned by Callaway. But I learned. The winner of the winner series gets in the Florida Am and the Florida Mid Am. That's sick. So now I'm going to make a push. I'm going to make a push. I'm going to play one more event in the beginning of February, uh, at least. And I I don't think I'm going to get a practice round in at that one. So it might be kind of winging it. But uh, man, it was fun. Like, I'm going to try to get more involved in competitive golf this year. And I wanted, I've all played, I played three qualifiers last year. I did the USAM, US Mid Am, and the four ball. And qualifiers just kind of shoot from the hip, trying to make birdies, like whatever, three, four guys out of a field of 85 make it. This was like, no, no, like your scores, both scores can get posted and like try to compete in the tournament. I just want to simulate nerves. I needed like some reps of nerves. And I felt that because as much as the tournament was not a joke, but it's kind of fun, lighthearted, like riding in carts and whatnot. It's not super strict, super like big pressure. Did you get beer at the turn? You could have. (laughs) You definitely could have. Um, but like I felt the nerves at least, and you know there were some moments where things could have gone really, really bad. I mean, I, I had to make a 15 footer for the only putt I made over 10 feet all week was a 15 footer for double on like the sixth hole of the tournament, and I was not over par for long after that. Like it like saved my round, and it was it was fun. I shot two rounds of even par, just annihilated the par fives. DJ came out for the final round, and I believe he called my putting a disgrace. Is what the term was. DJ, the Ricky of the group was yeah. made sure to be out there. I was, <laughs> yeah, <just wanted laughs> winning graduate. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, no, I was out there as a journalist, actually, for your information, <laughs> documenting for future generations. Uh, more to come on that, but yeah, no, it was. It was uh, I thought it was an inspiring performance. You know, Thank you. shit could have got a little squirrely on the drivable par four. You left one in the bunker. Bad lie. Tough bounce on that one. Uh, I turned yeah, birdie got, there. Could have yeah. got out of control, but played the last three and one under. Just you know, got it, uh, got it done. I would love to give a huge shout out to uh, uh, Steve, the guy who won the Super Seniors Division. Complete menace. Steve Sponder is like, yeah, he's, he's a just, legend in the, in the yeah, amateur golf legend circles. in the amateur golf golf circles. As did you give him some of our literature? Yeah, I wanted to talk to him about possibly becoming a miscellaneous hitter. Uh, I don't know if you've told the people about that program. Just the refuge. Kind of like our young hitters program. Yeah, I think one of our goals this year is to uh, get a miscellaneous hitter program <laughs> off, up up, up and going. and uh, Just anyone out in the world who we think embodies the ethos. Exactly. We, I don't know. I think we tempt them with maybe a small annuity of some sort <laughs> and some free merchandise. See if they'll see if they'll sign up. Solly, I have a question. Sure. Did they keep the pairings between the age divisions or did they kind of cross-pollinate at all? It was between, like, you did not cross-pollinate. You were with your... Okay, mid-house. so you didn't play with any, like, the super seniors did or not, anything? No, okay. Did not, no. Because I think that would have been fun. I ca- it would be. It could be. It would be fun. I mean, shoot, shoot two under-par rounds on that. Like, I know there's oh, a yeah. joke in that, in that maybe it was serious that I didn't win the senior or the... <laughs> well, <laughs> did they play... That was my other question. Did, did they, they play the play. same tees? No, they were okay. a couple right. hundred yards. So, um, 438, actually. <laughs> 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 um, but, uh, no, I, 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 it was great to succeed and to 
complete the task at hand. I Anytime did, you get a victory, it's just, you know, it's well, really special. I did just get a sense. I've never won a golf tournament my whole life. <laughs> like I never have. And so like playing with a lead was different. And um, I think my lead was six or seven at one point, but it got all the way down to three with three holes left. And Shout out to Marco Dawson's Marco, brother. Yeah, Ken Dawson. He down. came trying to run me down. He's and the a guy closer. In, <laughs> guy in the group ahead birdied three of the last five holes uh, to get within to finish second to get within four of me. But like I was feeling feeling the pressure there coming down, and to actually I, when the pressure was on the most, I executed, which was. It was. It felt good. It felt really rewarding. You yeah. rocked him. You yeah. rocked him, baby. Yeah. So like, you got, it's a building block, right? <laughs> For I mean, sure. Yeah. It's not an elite amateur tournament by any means, but now I feel like. It, but I also didn't feel like I played my best golf. Like I feel like I can definitely, definitely play better than that. And you won with your C game. I, I think that's pretty much did. <laughs> <laughs> I pretty much did. Stay woke, Steve and Co. Well, I also <laughs> wonder how often I can birdie. All eight par fives that I played, which was pretty probably Ill. not often. But the, the par five, like people, I had three wood into six of those eight par fives. Like they were not jokes of no, par five. I you hit them. I made hit it happen. Him great. So yeah, I feel like I'm I'm defending myself. No, not at all. Have here. you updated your Wikipedia page? <laughs> I I figured that tournament would do that automatically. <laughs> all right. All right. But uh, but yeah, it's fun. It's fun to get some reps, and I uh, look forward to doing more of it. So. Try to get in the try to get in the mid am. Well, thanks, you're always gracious with your time. Yeah, of course. Yeah, sure thanks for letting us. Do you guys it. have to go? <laughs> I, could, I could talk about it for a lot. Second longer. hole, just the worst lie <laughs> in the right rough. <laughs> what did they repair? Did you have to play with your boy so, both rounds? Oh, and oh, when right. I turned my scorecard in for a day, like I, I, I kind of got to know the FSG officials. And I was like, as soon as I turned my card in, I was like, hey, are we repairing for the next <laughs> round? And the, one of the other guys I played with just started cracking up. He's like, what? You don't want to play with us again? <laughs> I asked him when I got there for uh, day two. I was like, I was at a, a shotgun start again. He's like, yeah. I was like, well, what hole are you going? <laughs> one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the lead. <laughs> Off one dog. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the FSGA. It was a cool. It, it was, was legitimately a cool event. You were like, good. you were like, oh, I want to play. Oh yeah, that was the thing. That, like that, was, not to do a big commercial for your your local state golf association, but yeah, it was like I thought it was a like a hyper competitive thing. But there was dudes out there shooting like ninety five and like what was sick was the mid am. There was what twenty five guys or something in the mid am like division. That, yeah. So they split them after day one. Into two flights. Into two flights. And then the guy who won the second flight got money. Oh, that's cool. So I was like, any gift card. Or a gift card, sorry. Yeah. And it, but he shot like <laughs> to McDonald's. It was like 84, 84 or something Which like that. Which he I was, was like, my, Dude, I could do that. I played with I him could day win one. the second flight of Well, yeah. How do you get into the tournament? You just sign up. You just sign 10 up. Ten handicap or lower. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Let's go play. Like seriously, like it would make a mockery of it though if, if we rolled <laughs> up true. there. Yeah, we don't want to. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, imagine like, if God, imagine if we beat you. <laughs> <laughs> so I wait. So I don't want us there embarrassing. Him. <laughs> <laughs> I would love it. Like I, DJ's reaction was like, "I want to go play in one of these," and we should. Yeah. I try to get you guys to play a one day event there down in Orlando, but. Uh, those are a little different from what I hear. It's just tough for my schedule. The way yeah, I set up, I, I try to peak for the for later. The it yeah, it would be for the exact reason of, you know, everybody says there's golf and tournament golf. I never in my life have I played tournament golf. I know. Golf. It would be legitimately and Just for that fun. reason. You'd be a good fit for it. It would be fun Because you hit the bottom like, of the cup 18 holes. Yeah. I hit I, uh, Sunday. We played, uh, or Saturday, we played. I, you kind of fucked it up on 17. I did. I didn't even, I was, so I was kind of upset. But I told him we were playing real golf. Real, real golf today. Yeah. Real um, golf, Reggie. But no, it, it like having to mark like one foot putts because when you're in a foursome, it's you're in somebody's line like the whole time. 
I felt so dumb some of the putts that I'm like, I'll wait and had to put the coin down and stuff. But it, it does, you have to take every single one seriously. I've watched guys miss, like like try to tap putts in and like saw three misses on that. <laughs> Not counting the guy that was doing it on purpose. <laughs> and so what it, it rattled me. He, a... I think they gave him equitable stroke control because he had 92 in day one, which I did not see. But highest he could have shot. Highest he could have shot. All right, we're gonna wrap at that. Um, this was this guy's a, sweet. I might invite him on the trap draw. You should. That would be. Sick. I can put you in contact. <laughs> with Care to comment? Oh, Care I, to react? I didn't even mention the fact that he narrated every single shot, like every single one. More. He talked more than like Paul Easinger talked on a Sunday night podcast. <laughs> so. All right, we're going to wrap at that. This was fun. Um, have a great week, everyone. We will have, uh, we're going to do our Carolinas recap podcast. It's going to come later this week. And we'll be recording a few apps down at the PGA show this week. We'll be spending some time on that. So, cheers. Cheers. Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most.